I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Say talks, we listen. Ursay speaks, we get our ears out because he tells you stuff. Billionaires don't have to obfuscate. They don't have to lie. They don't have to shade the truth. They just open their mouths and truth spills out. Now, they might try to give you a little bit of shading of the truth in one way or another, but they're really not very good at it. And I don't think Jim Ursay was yesterday in talking about Shaquille Leonard and whether he's going to be able to play this year. We'll go over what he said, and I will tell you what it means. I am an expert translator of Ursay-Ease. And Jim Ursay went into full Ursay-Ease uh, mode yesterday in talking to Pat McAfee. We're going to talk about Indiana football a little bit because Dennis Dodd at CBS says that Tom Allen's seat is the hottest in all of college football. And so we take Dennis Dodd a little bit seriously and, and we'll argue a little bit with him about that and why maybe Tom Allen's seat really isn't altogether that hot, although you can argue that it should be. Indiana basketball and the latest bracketology by Joe Lenardi. A 10 seed? A 10 seed? What? Going in the wrong direction. We don't like it. We'll talk about that a little bit in the Pacers 2-0. They're fun to watch in the summer league. Does that mean they're going to be fun to watch in the regular season? We'll talk about that, too. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Tuesday, 7-Eleven Day, Amazon Prime Day, Farm Aid, sign up for the pre-sale day. Let's go. I'm in. I'm all about Farm Aid. You bet your ass I'll be there on September 23rd. Be there in the lawn. Going to be an all-day marathon in celebration of farmers and fun. Two of my favorite things. All right, is Shaq Leonard, oh, by the way, we're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Give Jared Johnson a call. You hire the best when you need a plumber, right? You need an electrician, you hire the best electrician. You need the best plumber, you hire Jared Johnson. 765-610-8809, the number. Okay, hit that subscribe button. Smash that like button. If you're watching it, like the video. It's a good thing to do. Decent human behavior is liking a video. I want to see that like number to 30 by the time I stop talking about Jim Irsay. By the way, this is not Optimism Wednesday. It's not yet. It's going to be Optimism Wednesday tomorrow. Not today. And we'll talk about the rookie class for the Colts, too, that really needs to shine. We'll talk all about that. You want to make a donation, make a donation. I will settle for a like today. How about that? Got a nice $20 donation this morning. Very, very nice. Uh, is Shaquille Leonard going to play in 2023? Here's what Jim Irsay said, and this is kind of paraphrasing. It's quoting, but it's sort of out of order. We'll see. He's working hard. He has a chance. He's getting a little bit better every day. That's what Jim Irsay said. Here's the translation from that bit of Ursae's into real life and honesty. There isn't a chance in hell Shaquille and, uh, Leonard is going to play in 2023. That's what that means. All right, I want Shaq Leonard to play. 
I like Shaq Leonard a lot. He is a classy individual. He is great to talk to in the locker room. He, he talks to everybody when he talks, and, and I like him a lot. He kind of, he creates his own monsters to slay. He is the author of his own dragons. But in this case, that dragon is nerve damage. And nerve damage heals funny. You cannot will your, your nerves to heal. With muscles, you can work on them. Nerves, you get surgery. Or, or uh, the, the, you know, ligaments, surgically repair. You surgically repair the nerves, kind of, but they got to grow back in a certain way. And sometimes it takes a lot of time. Sometimes it doesn't happen at all. You talk to people who've had shoulders replaced, nerve damage in their back. Sometimes it works out great. Sometimes it doesn't. And Shaquille Leonard says he is better right now than he was at at any point last year. And we saw that on the field when he tried to play. It wasn't pretty, right? Jim Ursay does not believe that Shaquille Leonard is going to play this year, or he would have said something other than what he said to Pat McAfee. All right, that's just the way it is. Um, we'll find out. Camp, first media day at camp is going to be two weeks from today. First practice open to the public is going to be two weeks from tomorrow. We'll see if Shaquille Leonard's out there. I He's going to be out there, but I think he's probably going to be inactive. He's probably going to open camp on the pup list, and that's just the way it is. And and we hope for him to play, but we know this. Look, if the Colts open up, because they play the majority of their defensive snaps in a nickel, so you're going to have Kenny Moore at the nickel uh, cornerback. You're going to have two outside corners. You're going to have two safeties, two linebackers. If those happen to be Zaire Franklin and EJ Speed, I think that's a step up from where they were last year with Zaire Franklin and Bobby Okereke. I think E.J. Speed is going to be a better football player in 2023 than Bobby Okereke was in 2022. That's what I think. I think E.J. Speed's going to be really good. He's not Shaquille Leonard. Shaquille Leonard is dynamic. Like, on the other side of the ball, Jonathan Taylor is dynamic. That's about it. Dynamism, you know, unless it comes from the rookies. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Dynamism is in short supply on this roster. You've got who? At wide receiver is dynamic. Maybe Josh Downs can be dynamic. We don't know. Another one of the rookies, right? DeForest Buckner has his moments of being dynamic. But is he, I, I think he's the, at the top end of the grinders. I think this roster is filled with grinders. 
guys were wringing the most out of their ability, and that's not enough. You need guys who can flat run and flat play. And so those rookies really need to shine. They need to be good and more. And they were drafted for their ability, hopefully, to be that. Anthony Richardson has a chance to be really dynamic. Juju Brent is exactly what Gus Bradley wants in a cornerback. He is tall. He is long. He has... And he's not so very fast. That's the way it goes. You have, on the other side, you got Darius Rush, who you hope... A lot of people say that Darius Rush shouldn't have fallen as far as he did, fell to the fifth round, should have been higher, should have been taken higher. I hope that that's accurate. That's a fifth-round pick. Third round, we talked about Josh Downs a little bit. He needs to step in as the slot guy that T.Y. Hilton had a really good chance to be before T.Y. just kind of outgrew the slot and started being a very, very vertical guy in that offense. But Josh Downs this coming year needs to be better than Paris Campbell was last year. We'll see if he's able to do that, see if he can get that foot healthy. You've got Blake Freeland. Blake Freeland. I said Brent this morning. My apologies to the entire Freeland family. He's got a chance to start at right tackle, and if he does, Braden Smith moves into right guard, and you got, if, if Blake Freeland can play at a high level at right tackle, you got a hell of an offensive line. You are really stepping up the level of play of that offensive line. That's getting a little optimistic. We'll talk about more uh, of these guys coming up tomorrow. But then you've got uh, Edatamua, Edabore. You know what? Maybe. We'll see. He's explosive. He can run like the wind, that kid. Uh, Scott, the safety. Mallory, the tight end. I'm all in for a tight end playing a high level of football. Can we get somebody with this team? that can excel at the tight end position in the way other tight ends seem to all over the National Football League, except here. Can we get some of that, please? Will Mallory, if he's that guy, fine, beautiful. He's, if he's the next Jack Doyle, Jack Doyle was an undrafted free agent, for God's sake, the Cathedral product. Another Cathedral product, another undrafted free agent. By the way, Doyle wasn't signed as an undrafted free agent by the Colts but he was still an undrafted free agent. Emil Echior, all right? If they got to go with somebody else at guard and, and Braden Smith's going to stay at right tackle, Echior started like 40 games for Bama. He is not prototypical, and that's why nobody drafted him. He's kind of short. He's not very stocky. He's not huge. Like size-wise, you, you would pick over him. However, he started 40 games at Alabama. That's got to count for something. Alabama's pretty damn good. If Alabama can win with Echior, why can't the Colts? Solid question. All right, let's talk about the hottest seat in college football, according to Dennis Dodds, and, and that's Tom Allen. I'll argue against that because I don't think it matters that much to Indiana fans. Uh, what I enjoy about Indiana football is not winning. Historically, this is not a program that wins very often, and I'm cool with that. I'm cool with getting on a bus, heading down to Bloomington, sitting in the Memorial uh, Stadium parking lot, enjoying a cold libation, watching the game or another game on television, and, and standing out. I, I've always been kind of mystified 
we got to go into the game. Why? Am I not having a hell of a time out here at the tailgate? I used to ask this when I was a student, and we had season tickets, right? I was like, what are we doing? I'm having a great time. We're going to go in there where I know we're not going to have as good a time, like in 1984 when Indiana went 0-11. We're not going to have as good a time in there as we are out here, are we? People would say, well, yeah, you're kind of right. Then what are we doing? I stand by that. So Tom Allen, at least we know that with Tom Allen, you're not going to wind up putting yourself in, in a jackpot like uh, Fitzgerald did up at Northwestern. You're not going to have that kind of nonsense at Indiana unless Tom Allen is just kind of AWOL in, in that leadership role, which I don't believe that he is. All right, you want to argue for Tom Allen being fired. Who do you hire? Who takes that job? Who wants that job? Even at $5 million a year, $4.5 million a year, who wants to come to Indiana and coach? Caitlin DeBoer left, and he's doing a great job at Washington, right? You've had other assistants who've gone on and, and have done good work and would have been fine head coaches at Indiana. But Indiana extended Tom Allen because they were comfortable with Tom Allen, the human being, not knowing exactly what he was as Tom Allen, the coach. I get it. I got no problem with that. I, I'm fine with Scott Dolson paying Tom Allen to be kind of a, a high-energy knucklehead on the sidelines for a 3-9 and nine team. And let's face it, with this schedule, what the hell do you think they're going to be anyway? If you're going to a bowl, you better win three of those first four games. The first one's against Ohio State. That one we stay in the, the uh, parking lot for. Then you've got Indiana State the following Friday, and you better win that game. Then you've got Louisville at Lucas Oil Stadium. That's the one. That's the jackpot game. You win that game, you got a shot. Louisville had a winning record last year. I think they were 8-5. and five. Indiana, what, 3-9? and nine? If Indiana can win that game, they show some growth, show some improvement. And then they've got Akron. And you got to beat Akron. And Akron's not necessarily a pushover. Among Mac schools, that's a pretty good program, as I recall. I could be completely out of my mind and wrong. But I think I remember Akron being pretty good in the Mac. What am I, an expert on Mac football? No, I'm an expert on standing out there, the Memorial Stadium parking lot, with a bunch of guys I went to school with and a bunch of girls I went to school with and having a great time and pretending it's 1984 again. I got no problem with that whatsoever. Uh, and then, you know, if we want to later in the day, we can root for Michael Penix and Kalen DeBoer. Maybe Penix wins a Heisman. Who saw that coming? Not me. New Bracketology, Indiana, now a 10 seed in the East, Purdue's the number one in the West, but not the automatic qualifier. Johnson, Galloway, Mbako, Sparks, where can those pieces fit together? Or are there other guys who are going to step in and are going to play major minutes, find a way to that starting lineup? We're going to find out together, man. That's the way college basketball is. You, you find out year to year whether you got this or you got this. And the Pacers Summer League team seems to have this right now. They kicked the living hell out of the Magic last night, and it was cool. It was fun to watch. High energy, a uh, little bit sloppy, but it's Summer League, and so that's the way it goes. They had some guys who could shoot it a little bit. They moved the ball. They seemed selfless. 
fun to watch this team play in the summer league. It has nothing to do with what's going to go on during the regular season, nothing whatsoever. But it's kind of fun to watch basketball again and watch Pacers do something other than lose. I'm enjoying that. So tomorrow night, 7.30 on NBA TV, they take on the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Major League Baseball All-Star Games tonight. And I got to tell you, I used to love the All-Star Game. I used to look forward to the All-Star Game like uh, we look forward to the Super Bowl. This was great. To be able to watch guys like Fergie Jenkins pitch to Reggie Jackson when Fergie was with the Cubs and Reggie was with the A's, right? Or Billy Williams go hit against Catfish Hunter. That was cool. Or, you know, Mickey Lolich or somebody from the American League or Wilbur Wood when he made the all-star team. How cool was that? Jim Hickman gets the base hit that knocks home the winning run in the 70 all-star game. Pete Rose trucks Ray Fossey, basically ends Ray Fossey's career in an all-star game. Look, people keep talking about how to fix all-star games. Here's how you fix it. Every member of the winning team gets a million bucks. They're going to play hard. Sports, competition without conflict and without drama is completely hopeless. It's like playing media league softball without Chris Hagan or me on the field. Because Chris Hagan and me, we're coming at you. All I wanted to do was win. I didn't care who you played for. Young and Laramore, I'm coming. You know, let's go. Indy Star, I'm coming. Chris Hagen with the eye black on, wearing his special uh, pants. Awesome. Had a great time. Hagen was like major competitor. He was trying. That makes it fun. Without that level of effort, what fun is playing and really what fun is watching? And the answer is zero. And that's why people don't watch the All-Star game. It's not about the leagues playing against each other. It's that there is no context for us to understand even whether people are mildly competitive in this game. That's the problem. So it'll be on tonight. I won't watch a pitch. You won't watch a pitch. And we'll all be better for having a night where we do kind of nothing. Maybe we watch a movie. Maybe we do that. Maybe we think about the Colts offensive line and how this thing can get better. Maybe we replay some of the interview between Pat McAfee and Jim Mersey. It's a thought. We're, we're just spitballing here. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Kent bright and early about 6.45. I can't wait to talk to you.